This show is a Phonic Media production. Guys, today we are going to do something a little bit different. We are going to double check that our marriage is still intact correctly. We're going to do... It's good and bad. We're going to do a marriage audit. We're going to do, we're going to do a marriage audit, audit, audit. What? You sexy monkey. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Sexy monkey. Sexy monkey. Let's sort of go sexy? for it. The monkeys I look at are. Oh. Hey, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> baboons with a big ass. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's a good start to show. Oh, hello, friend. How, you've started getting people know, messaging you. Hello, friend. me the other day yeah. and said, hello, friend. I was like, this is great. Well, hello. Bounce. Hope you are doing fantastically well. Today on the podcast, we're going to do something a little bit different to the ordinary. We're going to do a marriage audit. We found a brilliant article that was written uh, in the Times a couple of weeks ago, and it's like a twelve-question survey of how well your marriage is doing. Which could I was like, this could, could end be really badly. This could be a car crash. This but could the last few episodes, you might have noticed there's been a bit of spikiness between James and I. <laughs> Um, Hayley the Hard snake um, has come out a few times. The defensive Hayley when James is telling me all the things that I should be doing. Um, so we thought, well, why not? That was literally the first five minutes of last week's show. It was. I've learned so much about doing this podcast. How I can be better. How I need to yeah. improve. So this week we are dedicating it to the marriage audit. And we're going to go through a series of questions to see how well our marriage is. But before we before we do that. We do like to start the show with a lovely review of we do. the week. Should we have a, should we have, there we go. You want a little jingle? Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. So the this is from world. I Am Disturbance. Oh my God, it sounds like I Am Disturbance. I know who this one is. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, so this This is, is Jamie, Jamie Nicholas. Shout out you. Oh, love it. Five star review. He wants us to go on his podcast. He's going to do a podcast. He's, he's bought, got some fancy apartment now, like a penthouse. Yeah. He's going to do podcasts from the penthouse. Love he's it. He's asked us to go on. We'll go on. We'll go on. Yes, tick. He says, hilariously relatable, five stars. What a great idea. And boy, did it deliver those I thought it was only us moments captured brilliantly to epitomise being parents and business partners. Good reading. Thank you for your vulnerability and letting us enjoy a glimpse of what life's like with the Burts. So there we go. Wow. Jamie Nicholas, shout out to you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for the... Here we go. Have a round of applause for Jamie. Yeah, because that was the whole concept of it, wasn't it? Yeah. When we started doing it, it was like, well, actually, do you know what? There's so many like couple podcasts that they're all celebrities. I saw a celebrity today. Did you? On the, I know uh, Robert Rob Beckett. Did you? Yeah, drive past nursery. Legend. You know, when you th- I thought it was like a dad from the school, so I was sort of like going Goes to half go like, I was like, oh no, I don't know you at all, do I? Don't I don't know you. I mean, I don't know him. He probably knows me from the business marriage podcast. He'd be like, oh, you're the husband of that f- like hilarious woman. Yeah. That's oh, how yeah, I'm now yeah, known that's now. that's it. You're just like my other half. I'm just your bit on the side. I'm just your bit of meat. <laughs> I'm just your beef. My bit of meat. <laughs> my bit of beef. Got some old rank beef. <laughs> that has been out, left to dry. You know when it goes all like a bit grey and you don't really want to eat it? <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. You walked yourself straight into it. When you say things and you just wish you hadn't said it. Oh, that's too so good. A record <laughs> bit of beef that you don't want to eat. That, everybody, is why we're doing the, mar- <laughs> the, marriage, the audit. marriage audit. Oh, that is too oh, perfect. God, that is literally go. perfect. I'm crying um, already. But yes, thank you, Jamie, for the oh. shout out. And yeah, Jamie's, um, I'm going to get him on my Building the Brand podcast as well. What that guy has done in the last two years is nuts. Is it? He During lockdown, he worked in like a, I think it was like a call centre or something. Yeah. He got furloughed like everybody else. He's like, this is ridiculous. He started doing drop shipping. And um, from the he was literally buying products. He was like seeing what was selling well on Amazon. Yeah. And then he'd go and buy them from like cheaper stores. He was like saying like like 10 raises at a time, yeah, this yeah. sort of stuff. And he sort of like uh, built up to having like a bit of a side income. Then it built up to becoming, it could replace his income. Yeah. He's doing a hundred grand a month. Wow. A hundred grand a month. Legend. And he just taught him all himself. So love shout that. out to Jamie Nicholas. Yeah, shout out to it. Jamie Nicholas. Big up to the self-talk up, crew. Do you know what else you like about Jamie? What else? Where's, do I where's like? one of his favourite places on earth? Walton on the Nays. Walton on the Nays. Oh, come, come on, on now. Come on now. As if it this guy get couldn't get any better. better. Than that. Uh, but right, should we do it? Let's should we do, do it. Should we do the audit? Let's do it. Guys. Oh, that was short. Oh, than hello. I thought. <laughs> hello. Shorter than I thought. 
here we go. This could go any which way. Any which way but loose. I haven't seen the question, so I am very intrigued. So we are going to do, literally, I'm going to read this verbatim off the website. So who is it by? So it's by Jean-Claude Calmier. Mm. Sounds romantic, doesn't he? Mm. Or her, him or her. He's got that voice like silk. Yeah, bonjour. We are right for the times. <laughs> that sounds was sexy not like people wasn't it? And that tongue action, if you're watching on YouTube, nah. Just leave it alone, will you? Oh, I spat biscuit out. That's just a little bit of biscuit there. Sorry about that. We do this every time we eat biscuits before we start recording. And then That's I'm the like, most oh, exciting thing about I've our marriage is when, when we discover a new type of biscuit. I've literally just had a little biscuit, low sugar biscuit. I went, these are unbelievably good. Carry on. Fucking hell, you know when it's a good time and all you've got to talk about is biscuits. Anyway, yeah. so this is what, how the article starts, right? And then we're going to go through the 12 points about whether or not you are in a successful and still loving relationship. I don't know the answer. Is sex fun? Okay. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> End. I think we know the answer to that one. Um, there you go. Is sex still fun? Do you still hold hands? Hang on, we're not going through it like this quick. No, I'm reading the intro yeah, to the article. The, these are the things. No, this is the article. Okay. I'm buzzering you. You're just doing that thing where you ruin it. <laughs> is sex still, still fun? Do you still hold hands? Relationship therapist Jean-Claude Calmer explores the issues that you should tackle together. Issues, is it? Issues or is it challenges? Probably issues. Probably the same difference, isn't it? Uh, when you've been with your partner for a long time, you can get into a massive rut. You know your roles. You think you know each other. As the years pass, assumptions and a lack of understanding can override effort and curiosity. I think that's a fair assessment. The love is there, but real intimacy has dwindled like fuck. Um, not their exact he words. Didn't write that. Um, or she. she. Uh, you want to be closer, but feel distant. And there is, and there has been hurt, mistrust, um, and it's come become hard to reach out. Oh, I wouldn't say we've had mistrust. And well, hurt. We're going to go through it, aren't well, we, James? Yeah. We don't have to analyse it. It's an <laughs> opening paragraph. That's the whole point of what we're going to be doing for the next. However if the long. will is there, it is still possible the to... Br- there. The willy, oh, the will. The will. If the will is there... The will If the is will there. is there, it's still possible to bridge the gap. And, oh, really up, man. Um, and recover gap. Not talk about gap. the connection. <laughs> Just going to circular motion. Uh, but first, you have to ask yourself some questions. Hayley, are you ready for the questions? Well, well I've done it, but I'm ready. Welcome to Marriage Audit. There's absolutely no prizes today. The only prize is long-term satisfaction or potential divorce. Yeah! (laughs) So excited. Right, question number one. Do you kiss goodbye or hello? Uh, Is there always a goodbye kiss or do you barely look up as you slam out of the house? And what about your hellos? A perfunctory, a perfunctory, a perfunctory hi? Think about how your friends interact. They never leave or arrive without exchanging a kiss or respectful attention. This is especially important when you're upset with each other because how you react on meeting and parting provides a little reset. Even if sometimes, even if you sometimes feel like you're growling inside of kissing, with that four seconds can show uh, a dedication that matters. So even if you're growling inside. So I would say, actually, we kiss goodbye goodbye and hello, don't we? Always. Yeah, we do actually, yeah. It's the first thing we do when we see each other and if we're leaving, we always do. And even if we have a row, which isn't that often, but... It's not actually that often. we are now at the point where we go, you shouldn't leave the house on an argument. And yeah. we'll end up being like, stop being a dick and then making everyone laugh. And then we sort of get over it. So I would say we do. Do you kiss goodbye or say hello? All okay. the time. So, so well, we're saying we yes? Get? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! Correct. Should I be making like a tally? Maybe. Have you got a pen? No. Don't make a tally then. Okay, I'll do it on my phone. Um, do we kiss goodbye or say hello? So that's, that's good. That's good. We're off to the races. So far, 100% On success. Uh, number two. Let's go. How much of your communication is about logistics? In any t- long-term relationship, there's a lot of admin and and schedule talk, but it can leave you craving something more meaningful. You want your partner to interest and surprise you. A route to a deep chat is to revive an activity you used to love doing together. Even something as simple as cooking or gardening side by side. (laughs) Find your way to start connecting. You need to create the conditions to facilitate more intimate conversations. So, Hayley, Quayley? Who's Quayley? (laughs) Quayley. So, question number two. How much of your communication is about logistics? So, this is... This is a bit difficult, okay, because if I was taking it away from two people that, like, 
We talk a lot about work, is what I'm oh, basically trying God. to get at. Like, if we you never think not. About. Saturday night, we went to a party and we had an hour commute and Hayley talked about business for 59 minutes of it. The only time she stopped talking was when we were a bit too early, so she made me park around the corner and hide. but I did do that. But we don't, I was going to say, we don't have anything else to talk about. Maybe that's the problem. Um, Problem. But but we both, challenge, but we both love our work. And actually, I think having that connection to talk and share about actually is quite inspiring in our relationship. So if you imagine- It can be too much though, can't it? Yeah, I reckon. But if you didn't have that, and you were just talking about like logistics of like picking the kids up, sorting out the shopping, I don't know. I think maybe I would say that we don't just talk about logistics because we're very good at both openly talking about what I'm trying to we're say. Also, is, shit at logistics because no, every week yeah, is like, oh, let's get a like, whoosh oh, delivery yeah. quick. Oh my god, seriously, I should have shares in Tesco whoosh delivery. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, you know, like the the level, the higher level of like like visioning your future together or like your goals and aspirations i would say we actually do do that yeah, that yeah definitely sense, yeah, yeah. Which we're I definitely think on is the same page we connect with so it's not just logistics however in all honesty yes i think something that we possibly could do better would be to spend time together where we weren't just talking about work but it's like saying i don't know not, what we talk about yeah, yeah exactly but not in like a sad way but we oh actually God, we're just, doomed we, but we really like it, don't we? Like, we dropped off the kids on Saturday at half ten in the morning. Yep. Shout out to your mum, who's a ledge. And dad. Uh, and dad. And, um, yeah, we didn't have them for 24 hours. But yep. literally, you had to come back. We went out for I had a big project that I needed to quickly. try and finish. You had a big pr- project to finish. And then we ended up, like, talking about work when we went out for a walk. We yep. went and sat and had a quick coffee. Talked about work. But, Came back here. You did yeah. work. But it's inspiring. Went out anyway, yeah. to a party. Talked about work. So what does that mean, then? Do we, we fail? Doomed. Um... How much of your communication? Is logistics? Oh, I, I wouldn't know. say it is. No. no. I think we passed that one. But you we reckon? just need to make a mental note that we need to sometimes just switch off a bit more. So we're still going to... Oh, let's check it out there. Let's check it out there. Is it one of these? No. Is it one of these? Yeah, I think we're quite connected. We don't just talk logistics. We're no, talking okay. life and inspirations Fine. and goals. Yay! Two out of two. So oi, far, oi. 100% success rate. Um, right. Number three. Dinner and a box set every night. Is your routine too predictable? There's great comfort in two people. (laughs) Hello. Let's try that again. There's great comfort in two people having wine in front of the TV together. We don't do that. It's easy. It's relaxing. But it's not always togetherness. Many couples sitting in the same room amid the same decor for the 5,000th evening, like insects frozen in amber, are afraid to challenge the status quo. Their relationships in operational mode. People fear that rocking the boat by expressing dissatisfaction might sink that boat. But if you're bored, you're sliding towards crisis, don't complain, but do show you want to connect. (laughs) One of you has to risk discomfort for that change. You might say, let's go for a walk tonight. I've missed our chats. Or I'd really like to talk about to you about my day. If you said that to me, I'd be like, there's a fucking disaster coming. Um, So, Hayley. Number three, dinner in a box set every night. It's a routine too predictable. I mean, I've got to be honest. Headline-wise, I'd say 100%. Yeah. And as I say, I've been working a bit in the evenings, which I'm trying to get out of. But um, our night would be just the joyful feeling of when the kids have finally gone to bed. Because, you know, it's like, look, guys, come on. We love our kids, but it's... The best time is the evening when there's that silence in the house. I love the most at seven oh one. We do well. We have mixed it up a bit by starting to like cook a bit more together. But generally, we would like our idea would be kind of sat on the sofa watching like a new box set. So I think as well. I would say, but also in that time, I, I think you have to be realistic. When you have, if you don't have kids. Yes, there's more opportunity to do a variety of stuff. But yeah. when you've got two kids who are in school and they need to go to bed at yeah, certain times, there's just time, a lot of formats. You can't, there has to be structure. Yeah. Uh, and maybe structure doesn't mean that it has to be predictable because I guess we could yeah. come down, we could have like a chat night or a card night. I know we've talked oh about that God, for we should do like that. 18 Games years. Night, card night. But equally, a lot of the time to be brutally, yeah, it's, it's probably laziness to be fair, isn't yeah, it? It's probably laziness. By the, time, by the time you've got the kids down to bed yeah. and at the moment you're working most evenings. Yeah. I'm reading my Chris Evans autobiography. You're, you're reigniting your passion. I'm going to build a media flipping empire, thanks to Chris Evans um, and his book. 
I would say we probably are a bit predictable. But we have started doing the cooking but and stuff together. We've, we've started getting I the gusto like boxes. Predict- we have, but then that's failed because of, we've said before, gout and all sorts of things <laughs> and time. Last night, me cooking a sweet and sour chicken dish, which took 45 minutes whilst trying to look after two kids. I was like, this is a nightmare. Yeah, I didn't get it until 10 o'clock. But so I, I would say we are predictable. McDonald's. And the fact that we are predictable, does that mean that we have become lazy and boring? Maybe a little bit. Yeah. I think also that though when we when we sit there is a lot of Apple TV is killing it at the moment. Yeah, but I, also I think when we watch stuff together, this this this, this this you is, did not like what I was watching last night though, did you? Oh, what a load of it's shit! It's called Sex Life. It's on Netflix. On Netflix. And the first series, and to I be don't fair, know. it's just because they have like sexy, bit sexy. It's not even sexy though. It's like the least sexy it sex scenes ever. It's like two this robots. This is only my opinion. Fucking but, a bit of cardboard. The acting is a little bit. It's about as wooden as this table. That's yeah. how wooden it is. And I watch it, you know, and you're like, I know this is bad, but I can't stop watching it. But you end up just sitting next to me, don't you? And just, yeah, because they're, there, they're there all hot. That, like, and I'm like, well, if there is going to be like... I can't even bother to talk to you because I'm just watching this. Yeah. Anyway, I think, let's score it. I think we get it. I, I think we fell for that one. Okay. Oh, so, so, two, two positives. That we're going to... But, sorry, what I was going to say... In the words of Taylor Swift. But... I actually, but by the time you've like done the kids and like done the ironing and the washing up and all that stuff, and then you're still oh, working in the evenings. Seriously. By the time you get to like half nine, it's, then all you've got time for is so a little dull. bit of TV. Honestly, last night I was like, I had to get the washing out. Yeah. Finish the gusto cooking. Tidy it fucking up. Hell, do you want a little violin? Yeah, I fucking do. It's fucking bollocks. Honestly, like housework. I wish we could just like, just help click our finger and think magic happen. We'll and get a nanny. Done. Should we get a nanny? No, I don't want a nanny. She can live in the box room. I don't want a nanny. He or she can live in the box room. No, I don't want Freeze someone the bloody death in, in that box room. Yeah, it's bloody freezing. Anyway, we fouled. Move Fail. on. Fail. Okay, we've definitely fouled that one. Right. Number four. Here we go. Number four. Is sex fun or is it a chore? Fucking chore. Absolutely. Categorical. Right, we might as well not even go through this one then. Um, right. Are your post-coital thoughts, we must do this your again tomorrow. Post-what? Coital. It's like after you've had a bonk. Post-coital. After you've... <laughs> I was going to say something really rude then. You can't... After you've had sex. Oh, right. Po- coitus is like having sex, isn't it? So post-coital. No idea. So I'm asking. Right. Um, is your post after sex thoughts, we must do this again tomorrow, or glad that's over for another month. If you're, 100%. If you're a couple, often like, in sync with no lurking resentment, sex isn't such a weighted issue. In fallow periods, you still understand each other and neither feels slighted. And when you are into it, it's pure pleasure or about being close. You can't always expect perfection. Uh, you don't always expect perfection. Sometimes sex in the relationship is the relationship glue, but you can't fix spiraling emotional distance uh, just using sex. Feeling you can't trust the other person enough to confide anxieties or discuss partner-inflicted hurts kills desire. Better sex starts outside the bedroom when you're brave enough to discuss what's repelling you and there's enough mutual goodwill. Hayley! The question is, sex, pure pleasure or a bit of a chore? I'm going to go for it. If I'm honest... I'll answer for you. It's a split one. This is a bit personal talking about this, isn't it? It's a split one. During the action, I think, oh, this is fun. This is nice. But the thought of it, when I go up to bed, I want to go to bed. I can't be fucked. I'll be honest. Literally. I can't be fucked. <laughs> Literally. I can't, I can't be fucked. You can't I keep say that. into it. You do. I wish oh you would walk into God. it. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Go on, Go on, Go on, Let's have it. So I live in that kind of spiral of like, oh no, I know I need to. And then I get myself worked up this like, oh God, he's going to, the, the clock is ticking. Lechi Lens there. He's on the periphery. Hello, Hayley. I need to like. Tame the beast. Tame. But you, you wish. Tame the beast. Tame. It's like taming the shrew. Tame the beast or tame the. Tame the worm. The worm. Whatever. The worm. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so it, what I'm saying is, when I can be bothered, I love it. It's great fun. Um, but most of the time, if I'm honest, I'd rather just have a fucking cup of tea and go to bed. Um, but I don't know how often you're meant to be having it at this age. I mean, do you know what? It's Again, it's just, it's the mental fault for me. <laughs> Not of having sex, but just of like actually relaxing. I realised lately <laughs> that I don't actually relax. No. 
And I used to think it was like, I don't know, I guess, you know when people go, oh, you're always busy and all that. I'm like one of them people. I realise I am that person yeah. that makes myself busy. So, um, I was like, then if you say, oh, yeah, let's make these like romantic nights, that would just make me go cringe, cringe. Isn't it funny how it's, all, it's always very like one-sided and weighted in the feet? I've never heard it the other way. Actually, there's one situation where I've heard it like the other way around yeah. where it's like the girl who's after it all the time yeah. and the guy's like, I literally can't be asked." Yeah. I wonder what it's like in same-sex couples. I don't know. It's just like, there's just a lot to sort of be bothered to do. There's really not, is it? Pull your pants down and and like do it. Like it's really like, maybe that's the issue. Maybe that's the issue. I think (laughs) Whereas you want to like relax and have candles, I just want to pull your knickers down and like have a bit. There is an issue (laughs) between um, same-sex relationships when it comes to sex. So yeah. Okay, look, we can make more of an effort, but I don't even know what we do to make an effort. Just decide, Mate. I guess. Just, I guess it all stems what, from. What like planet? Should we put yeah. it in that calendar? Yeah. What's today? Fucking weird. Tuesday the twenty eighth at half past <laughs> ten in the morning. So let's say I'm eleven up. o'clock between breaks between podcast recordings. We just go and thrash it out. It's like when I'm due on. I'm like yes. <laughs> that, a week off. That, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. A week off. Had your cap the other three weeks of the month. I mean a week leading up to it. Yeah. We need that to a week of a week of recovery. Like one week, just a one and week. Within that one week, I'm probably got tired, free, free migraine. Um, so there's like one day. <laughs> it's one day. Anyway, moving on. Let's especially move on because um, I know one of our f- biggest listeners or watchers of this content is your auntie Linda, and that's enough. And of- it's awkward. Actually, on that note, before we move on, I think we should. Um, I think we should. Oh yeah, talking it, it of kind of links in because it, it cracks does. me up. It so does. If you listen to the podcast last week... Old five. Oh, hang on. Who's a mug? Who's a mug? Have you been in a mug? (laughs) Do I normally do that? Yeah, I think so. More often than you should. Sorry, this just has to be done. So, as you may have heard last week, we were getting a little bit desperate and a bit sad and we were just asking anyone to send in a story of being mug and I am so pleased to say that we are starting to get an influx of people telling us some stories. Mug stories are like buses. They come along all at the same time. Um... But this is the first one that we picked because it actually made me cry so hard and talking <laughs> hard. Um, but actually, what what it oh, is just cracks just me up. So, oh, I've not been microphone over. Oh Sorry. gosh! So the first mug is going to go to Freya Jones, and oh. this is why. So she sent me a message. I've realised I've printed it out really small. She said, "My question is: Have you ever accidentally sent something to someone?" And not check the spelling and then look like a total bellend. So she is about to go into a meeting, <laughs> looks back at an email she sent to a client and basically she says to blah, blah, blah. I hope you are well. As discussed, please find my enclosed, my dick for your review. <laughs> if you have any questions or feedback on our presentation results or peers oh. for next quarter please do let me know sorry i've read that really bad because i've printed it so small why did you print it that small you idiot i can't see it so oh my god i think i've ruined that whole section but so basically she has gone she's gone to send she wants feedback on her deck yeah so in like the marketing world uh, you'd send it across like a deck like a pitch deck which is a pitch deck like a presentation but she wrote i enclose for your preview my dick which i think (laughs) is brilliant which i want your feedback on god that is just when i read it it just made me cry so hard so freya jones freya jones you will be receiving one of our who's mug business marriage mugs Who's a mug? Who's a mug? Freya Jones. Freya's been a mug. Who's a mug? Who's a mug? Freya Jones. Freya's been a mug. There you Yay. go. Absolutely anyway, brilliant. Sorry, I can't tell them I printed it out. Please, small. please see my dick attached oh, for so your review. Enclosed for your review. Maybe oh. that's maybe that's what I should do to you to see if we can spice things <laughs> up a little envelope, bit. In an envelope, nice. just just put it on your desk for you. I got my dick in a box. <laughs> what was that? That was, was Justin that? Timberlake and the Lonely Island. Oh, brilliant! That song. Absolutely brilliant song. Uh, right, let's carry on with our. Uh, um, marriage review. So what have we done so far? We've got four questions in. Yeah, we need to speed it two, up. Two, we've, uh, two correct. Two, two. And two, two, two. fails. So, so far, our marriage is good as it's bad, yep. which is, you know, I'm going to take that right now. I will take yep. that. Uh, right, number five. <laughs> 
Do you still hold hands? It's important to show someone that you care for their touch. It might be stroking their arm. It might be stroking something else. Uh, putting your hand on theirs, lying next to them on the bed. There are many ways of showing that you want to be with your partner. And if you hug, oh, look at this. If you hug for more than 20 seconds, you release a feel-good hormone, oxytocin. Aww. It's a virtuous circle, making you feel more bonded. If your partner is naturally tactile and you aren't, playing your fam- uh, perhaps your family didn't hug, then a lack of touch can make them feel really lonely. So the question is, Hayley, do you still hold hands? Oh, we always hold hands, don't we? Do we? Yeah, I hold your hands all the time. I mean, sometimes when we're walking down the street, we always hold hands. Sometimes you'll be a bit like, nah. You see, you say I'm the cold one, but we do. We always hold hands and we yeah, like we touch do, feet when we sleep. No, no, you touch me when you I sleep. I like dig my feet in, but oh, yeah. So annoying. No, 100% tick. Give us a tick for yeah. that one. All right, we'll have it. Let's do it. We're back on top. Three, two. <laughs> oi, oi, or not? Or oh, not as a case may be. Number six. Okay, three, two. So, so far we're better than we're bad. Uh, number six. Can you, oh, hang on. Can you remember when you last learned something new about your partner? Ever met a person who didn't ask a single question as their sole interest was themselves? God, we know a few of them, didn't we? We recognise that it's a, it's a dislikable trait of the self-absorbed, but somehow in a long-term relationship, it's a habit that can creep up on us. We forget to be curious about our partner. We assume we know all about them, um, what they'll say and what they think. So we don't bother asking. It's easy to save, save our best interested self for work and take no care over the interactions with our partner. Then we wonder why the spark has been lost. So Hayley, I'm going to ask you, do you remember when you last learned something new about your partner? I do, but I don't. Like, you told me something the other day. I think it was about your childhood and I can't remember what it was. I'm not sure if it was like that you were just constantly played outside. But then I'm like, I feel like I already knew that. I mean, I learned that you're not as fun as you used to be. Yeah, um, sure. I learned that when we met, you had like a sense of humour that's kind of dwindled. Yeah, yep, fair. Um, I learned that we don't look like we did when we met. No, that's um, also fair. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, are we learning stuff about each other? What have you learned about me? Recently, see, th- see, this is this no, is. But it's not just a one-way quiz, is it? No, it's a conversation. Talk. But you haven't. <laughs> but you haven't. <laughs> what? But you have. Uh, you, you got such a snappy way of arguing. Uh, 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 no, I'm coming here then. You don't. You don't. You don't. What answer? You don't. I will. I was waiting for you to fucking finish. I'm not something new. I don't like doing podcasts with you. You love Fucking it. Fucking egomaniac. It's giving you the podcast career you always dreamt of. Fucking, that's a bit. Um, that's what I learned. Well, that's more about myself. What? That I'm funny. That's so funny. <laughs> that I'm funny. Anyone else yeah. getting bored of hearing about how funny Hayley is? Never. Let me know on Instagram, at Business Marriage James Pod. even tried to put his mic up today, so he's louder just to I absolutely of... did not do that. <laughs> You're lying. You're lying to everybody. Stop doing that. Um, no, I think you are learning a lot about yourself, and vicariously I'm learning a lot about you. Because you tell me. Why is it always on me? All right, okay. I see where we're going. (laughs) You know, you don't. You're like a politician. You don't answer a question. I am learning a lot about it. What are you learning? What was that? I asked what you're learning about me, not what What I'm telling you. I'm learning about me. For you, you are no longer a dancer, my darling. What have you got on your boob? You've like. Got a load of like, oh, oh, load of toothpaste. I was putting my shirt on today, and then I've got one of them deodorants. It's like the stick, and it kind of this deodorant comes out the top and I went like that and just put it all down my shirt. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Genuine so idiot. No, what I'm saying, if you, li- this is what you, this is, this, this is a brilliant thing that Hayley does. She doesn't listen and then she gets annoyed that she hasn't fully understand and then you have to Snakes explain it to her. In. You're like, not the good one. You're so snappy. You are so snappy. I'll just get on with it. What I'm saying is that you are learning a lot about yourself at the moment and how you operate. So then I'm learning a lot about you because you're telling me what you're learning. Like? Like the other day when you said about, I always felt like I had to be around people because I was a people pleaser, but actually it wasn't filling up their cup that I cared about. It was filling up my own. Brilliant. So what was the question? Fucking hell. Can you remember when you last learned something new about your partner? I yes. can. I learned she's a twat. <laughs> I learned it about two seconds ago. I right, know, number seven. Shut up, you. Right, number seven. This is going well. Number seven. Do you still make an effort with your appearance? No. no. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> 
This is speedrun. <laughs> we're doing speedrun. No, we don't. Uh, number eight. What was the last thing you laughed about? Fucking nothing. Number nine. No, does the prospect no, of an empty nest no. terrify you? No, I can't fuck your way. How many interests you share? None. What? You complain to your friends about your partner all the fucking time. What are the subjects you never talk about? Everything. You've ruined that now, haven't you? That's really... You've really ruined that now. Oh, have I? Yeah. Have I? Yeah, you've ruined it. You can feel I it. I feel proud. I do feel proud you of myself. Do you? No, it. I don't regret, regret it. I can't mind where I was. Right. Regret. Question number seven. Do you still make an effort with your appearance? No, you... we can move on for that. We don't. But like if... No, definitely not. Maybe if we're going out on a date, but that doesn't happen. Like we went out on Saturday night. We made an effort. Yes. I mean, my again, making an effort, your making an effort is a bit different. You're like, whatever doesn't need ironing in your wardrobe is what you're wearing the same old shit jeans that you had on all day whereas I'm like what am I actually going to wear do my hair do my makeup but yeah, yeah but guys can't do that like my hair's the same yeah, hair you still make more of an effort about what you're actually going to wear you just don't care you're like yeah I, wore je- I, knew, I knew what I was going to wear okay. I wore jeans and a shirt what else would I do wear do you make an effort yes no maybe not but it's not about not making an effort for you well, for yourself do you feel good about yourself when you look yeah, in the mirror yeah I look fucking fantastic okay. have you seen me recently especially with my clothes off there's a bit of a muffin top that still needs working on, but the shoulders are coming together beautifully they well. Are. Just, just stare at your shoulders <laughs> and just don't look down. How was that McDonald's last night? <laughs> Do you know what I had? I'm not allowed to tell anyone, though, are we? I don't had want to get told off by your, two um, of the days by your trainer. And, and a chicken mayo as a starter. Just three, basically three burgers. And then he tells me like how fit he is. Went out running today, didn't I? Didn't Move I? on! Anyway, right, number eight then. Do uh, we make a... Do we get a yes or a no for appearance? Oh, no. Nah. Number eight. Uh, what was the last thing you laughed about together? This. Making your partner laugh when you are huffing about minor infractions can burst the balloon of prom- pomposity. We know about that. It doesn't balloons. imply that you're not listening. It's a playful bid for connection. Little private jokes between us are worth a thousand words. We therapists talk about people wanting to be seen and heard and understood. Laughing together is a shortcut to all of this. Interesting. When you laugh together... You get each other. Oh, so, all right. What's the last thing we laughed about? To be fair, <coughs> we laugh all the time. To be fair, yeah, our looks may diminish, right? Our bodies might just look shit, but one thing we will always have is laughter. Because what we've always had, isn't it? Very poetic. We've always laughed. We've always laughed. We've always made each other laugh. Yeah. From when we met till now, I'd say we laugh most days. Oh yeah, we like. I've, yeah. yeah, I don't think there's like a single other, day that goes like past. No, we definitely win that one. Uh-huh. What's our score? So that's eight questions now. I don't know because you fucking went so fast that now I'm like confused. You talk about sex again? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Seconds. Um, do we kiss goodbye? Say hello. Five. Yes. Yeah, I got it. Oh, you keep um, five out of three. I no, didn't five. Five. Yes. Three. No. Okay. Um, so number nine. <laughs> Does the prospect of an empty nest terrify you? No, no we, we are <laughs> absolutely not. Wrong people to ask. Um, but we're also a long, long, long way from yeah. that, aren't we? Empty nesters, I mean... We're, we're like 16 years got, away from that. Yeah, we've got like... Is it? Well, yeah, George is two. He's not going until he's 18, is he? Oh, my goodness. Because he can't leave school until they're 18. so old. Hang on a second. You can't leave school until you're 18. Can you still sign up for the army? It's not on putting them in, sure. in the army. <laughs> Fucking imagine George in the army with a gun. Louis would be too upset all the time crying and George would be a fucking nightmare with like full metal jacket. I don't think they will be going into the army. But can you go at 16? So you can't leave education. You can't make up your mind enough as a child until you're 18 to leave education, but you can go pick up a gun and fight for your country. I don't know, you're having this conversation when we just said we don't know the answer. I know you're having an argument about an answer that you don't know. I just think if that is the situation, Well, we don't know if it's the situation, so let's just not... Some couples use their children as a buffer, a way of avoiding intimacy. They oh. need to attend to their relationship the if it's not too late. Whether the emptiness brings freedom or doom is up to you both. With no teenager-shaped distractions, it either oppo- it exposes a life less a lifeless remains of a relationship or provides an opportunity for renewal. Often couples are too afraid to talk about it and nothing happens. If you want a shaped future, start by telling your partner what you dream of doing once the kids are left. Something alone or something together. So, does a prospect of an emptiness terrify you? I mean, as we said, we are a long way off. And so right now, that just sounds like, oh my God, imagine when you have your time back. But I think I can see like how when they get to that age, they go off to do whatever. There's that torn feeling of you're happy for them to like be going off and starting their own adventures. 
but then you're like yeah you've like cared for them but I I hope that when we get to that point we'll have made you know such success in life and business that we'll be kind of actually starting to really well not starting but we'll enjoy it you know yeah we'll enjoy that freedom and I think as well for us though we've got so much other stuff going on like it's not I don't know whether this sounds awful, but like family's not the only thing that we've got going on, if yeah. that makes sense. It's not like we're a stay home, either of us are stay home parents no. and the only thing we have to focus on is the kids. Although sometimes that sounds fucking amazing. But do you, we didn't have the kids at the weekend and I have to say, like in the house, as much as it's lovely, the peace, that like you, I went upstairs and I always feel like, oh, it doesn't feel I was right going their bedroom. they're not here. Do you go it's look weird, in their bedroom? Yeah. Go and sniff their pillow. <laughs> I don't really. It's a joke. Um, yeah. Some people would do that. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, well, I don't. I have sniffed their clothes before, they're not here. Maybe I have sniffed. Anyway, yeah. I don't know what was the question. Does the prospect of an empty nest terrify no. you? No. Absolutely not. Give us Woo! another point. Six, three. Hey, I think we're going to make it <coughs> in every way. <coughs> Excuse me. Right, number 10. How many interests do you share? What activities do you share in your free time? Or is it mostly tag team childcare with one of you cycling on your free day and the other one visiting galleries? We are great at constructing reasons to avoid our partner when the relationship feels difficult. But relationships are difficult. They require work and some frivolous, some fun, frivolous on couple time. One partner might be the social secretary for both. But if the other is private, I'd ask, has it always been this way or has it become so? Try new things and plan something you want to do together. How many interests do we share together? Question 10. See, I would say we do share interests and we've also got interests that we don't share. And I think, okay, so there's two things. So there's, like, you, you're very into fitness. I'm clearly not. So we don't share. Like, I, in my head, I'm like, I'd love to be those couples that go running together, but we're not. We like walking. We do like walking. So we do like walking. We love, we got, I would love to go for a run with you. I think that'd be the most say, fun. I, I cannot run. Don't say that to Rihanna who listens to this podcast. She's trying to get me to meet up and go running. I, I fear it. I hate it. Can't breathe. Um, That's because you're not breathing quite. So you right. could, you could, because you've got you. You should have a good tank on you because you've got dancer's background. So you have good no, cardio I'm, fitness. I'm done. My knees hurt. Everything hurts. Anyway, anyway, we both have very similar interests in say like things that we watch. We both love eating out. We love traveling. We don't yeah. travel as much now. So we do. I would say we do have a lot of like interests. Um, like day to day interests, we don't have like. No, maybe. Well, I don't know. We do. It's just. It's just really like sporting. Fucking business, I like isn't it? dancing, but I c- never go out to a class. Um, but like the places we you could would go, go to a class. Thing, what I'm saying, like, say when if we went on a holiday, for example, let's forget without the kids. Um, the interest of things that we would want to do would be very similar. Yeah. Like the trips or the days out, that kind of thing. But I think again, not making excuses, but with the kids, you end up doing. I guess the shared interest of what they want to do. Hmm. Um, so, but I would say we do. Give, give us a correct. Give us a tick. Po- give us a tick. Seven three. Oh, wow. We are we, we are, are killing it. We are killing it. it. Right, couple more to go. Number eleven. Do you complain to friends about your partner? Do you have the occasional fond grumble, or is it a frequent and furious venting? <laughs> if it's the latter, you're addressing the wrong answer. Sorry, you're addressing the wrong audience. Often we're scared to tell our partner. <coughs> excuse me, how we feel. I think I've got a cold coming. I refuse to Oh, we're going to hear about that. So we need to consider how we've destroyed that emotional safety in our relationship and how you can find our way back to it. I ask couples in clinic to sit in chairs back to back and then say what they wouldn't dare to say to each other's faces. Interesting. Um, So do you complain to friends about your partner? Um, To be honest, not really. I mean, sometimes me and Kelly might have a little like, oh... Like, but it's not really Don't moaning. Throw Kelly under the bus. No, no, but like, it's not moaning about our partners. It's just like moaning about in general. Like, oh, this was tough the other day. Yeah, this happened. Or I wouldn't say I have to. No, I'm not someone who, when I'm with my friends, has to be like, oh, Jane's done this and we're struggling and this because I think we've said it before. You're like probably my best friend, my biggest supporter. I'm not crying. Uh, I'm not crying. Oh, yeah. You said I'm not. I'm you not said crying. I'm not emotional. Oh my god. Um. So, and having been on the receiving end of a re- of a friendship who did always constantly have to like vent and that like 100. percent That's not me. Um. I don't know about you. Do you do you slag me off? Yeah, I do. 
Yeah, who to, uh, Literally anyone yeah. who listens to me. Yeah. I walk outside, I see Maeve from next door. Like, oh. Morning, Maeve. I'm like, that motherfucker inside. Yeah. Thank God I made it for another night, Maeve. Oh, she's such a nightmare. Absolute pain. No, I don't. No. no. I don't think I mean, guys do that, though, so no. much. I don't think that's like a guy thing. Which is a shame, because they say they should like, that guys should feel more empowered to talk to one another. I don't feel like. About their feelings. But I don't feel like I would. Again, there's not really that much that I'm I'm complain about. I'm just you're pretty amazing. There's not really much for you to moan about, is no, there? No, I mean, I mean, you're pretty much perfect. I mean, I can moan about things like when you try and be fun dad all the time and I'm trying to, like, get him to bed and James is suddenly building a train track across our living room. Good, good train track, I though, isn't it? I get moaning about things like that, I guess. You wouldn't moan but to your mates about that, would you? No, not really. I wonder if it is a good... Because, like you say, they say, like, you should encourage... Like guys to talk more. Yeah. Like guys don't talk, but I, I actually wouldn't need to. There's yeah, some stuff I could definitely like it's, share. That's just but how it's been, how drilled into us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I definitely think there is something there. Do you know what I think as well? As we're like on this subject, um, and as you've spoken about her, of talking about this particular person, I think we should just move into do our, our small business shout out. Small business shout out. Yeah. Here we go. Here we, here we, here we oh, go. Yeah. It's YouTube. time for a small business shout out. It's time for a small business shout out. Oh yeah! Come on, James, you missed it up. If you're watching on YouTube, you can now see the small business it's shout out as well as hear it. That we look fantastic. Which you should, by the way. You would be right because yeah. we are wearing yeah. spectacles from. The Right Eyewear Company. Now, The Right Eyewear Company is Oh, my Kelly, who she slags me off to, she just told us a minute ago. We weren't going to swear. We were not going to swear. Slags me off? Yeah. That's not swearing. Can't put that out. That's not swearing? No, it is. Why is that swearing? Because you wouldn't put that out. That's not swearing. If I said that, it's an absolute... That's not swearing. Shush. Purposely not swearing in our small business shout-out because they can't share it if we're swearing. Okay. We'll start again. The small business shout-out is... The Right Eyewear Company, which is run by our best friend, Kelly Wright. The Right Eyewear Company is a bespoke, independent opticians in Sidcup, Kent. Oh, another one of your clients, actually, isn't it? I forgot about that. Yeah, but that's not why. We were were talking about marriage audit, and we thought we were thinking about love, and we was like, looking for love. And I was like, looking, seeing. Looking for love. Looking for love. Looking for something you love. Looking through the lens to something you love. And I we was get like, it. we it's have to. <laughs> now, I get so many comments about my glasses, as do you. And these, this... This opticians is not your your average high street optician. Oh, no, 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 no. Kelly goes oh, out of no. her way to source the most niche, independent, beautiful frames from all different suppliers around the world. She's even just taken on a new supplier called C2C that use plastic they find from the ocean to make their glasses. It is absolutely oh, that's cool. fantastic. She is someone who is a... She's just so inspirational because it's like she's... You know, like someone's just at the forefront of what she's doing. She's always learning. Yeah. She's always like, not reinventing the wheel, but always seeing what's out there, seeing what's possible when it comes to eyewear. And when you go there, it is an effortless eyewear experience from the moment you walk it's in. It's a proper experience. The team yeah. are absolutely fantastic. Um, and just the whole experience. They're there to, I hate that sort of thing normally. Like, yeah. have to go and have an appointment, do the eye test, do the glass. But I hate fab. that sort of thing. But it's a, I actually really fab. enjoy it. Um, from the eye test, then you have the style consultation where the team will actually find frames that work for you. You get to try them on. You have, a, I think you can have a glass of champers. You can have a cup of tea or coffee. It's just the whole experience. So this is a business shout out to the Right Eyewear Company. And just like, seriously, I mean this, just like you might travel to go to say like a bridal shop, for example, the Right Eyewear Company should be a destination opticians. Even if you're not Oof, in the local nice. area, go and check them out online, um, righteyewear.co.uk. Go and check them out because, honestly, they are phenomenal. Um, and you can go along, book an appointment, and get some glasses that not only work for how you wear them, but make you look absolutely epic. This is my second pair that I've got from them. And this, these you won't be able to see this on the camera. This is so cool. But Kelly actually had these engraved. So on the arm of the... 
glasses. Yeah. And these are, uh, what's the, the brand? Lindbergh, Lindbergh which yeah. are well nice. Um, but on one side it says Lindbergh, and then on the other side, which I didn't notice for ages, it says Belly Flop Burke, because that's my oh. nickname. So she had that engraved. And you can have all of these arms and stuff. This is like a graphite, a matte graphite. Yeah. So you change all the different, fr- the arms could be I different just colours. I like you're a twat and just say yeah. like. <laughs> I'd have just scratched all yours over the lens. Ah, unlucky unlucky so yeah today's small business shout out right eyewear company if you are looking for facial fashion that puts your face first (laughs) that's a good tagline isn't it ken will love that facial fashion that puts your face first then go and check it out more business shout out put some fashion on your face ain't no disgrace with your fashion on your face put it on your face Oh my God, we're actually on the last one now, James. It's almost like we timed it. Here we go. Right, so final question then. So we're doing better than we're doing bad, which is pretty good news. Better than we're doing bad. Better than we're doing bad, which is quite good news. Um, So number 12, the final question in the business, um, not the business, in the marriage audit, if I can find my flipping jingle. Number 12. Are there subjects you never talk about? If you can't talk freely, that's a recipe for resentment and isolation. I'm not suggesting blunt confrontation. It means honing our ability for emotional attunement, not mind reading, but pay close attention. Sensing when something's up and knowing when to probe a subject a little deeper or leave it alone is important. Then broaching the difficult stuff becomes doable. Even messy rows are somehow a joint endeavour. This is, of course, how relationships start. We want to hear everything this person has to say. Are there subjects... We never talk about. I actually completely switched off then and was like in a dream. And I was thinking about it and I was like... I get like, it. It's I easy wouldn't... to dream when I'm around. I get oh, it. Oh, you're so I dreamy, James. You're so dreamy. Um, I wouldn't say that there's any subjects that we wouldn't talk about, but there's probably some subjects that we're like, oh, just stop talking about it. Like what? Rob Deerdeck. Flipping love Rob Deerdeck. I listened to his podcast no, again joking. yesterday. It was no, unbelievable. No, the last two Rob episodes. He sounds very inspirational. Um, I reckon Rob Deerdeck's going to become one of my good mates. Well, you hate you when I just moan about things that are wrong with me. I don't, yeah, but I pretend to hate. Yeah, like, there's actually something we wouldn't talk about. Might no. be people that we wouldn't talk about, potentially. Well, just because we don't like them. Well, just because situations that would be like, no, we don't want to talk about them. Fair enough. Um, I but know. I wouldn't proactively not talk about someone no but like if we no but there might be a, a situation and we start talking and it's like yeah I don't want to talk about that person yeah no I don't mm. think there isn't so we can talk about anything I we're think so open and so honest. attuned to each other sorry should we my... sing a song to one another I've got a song that you can sing yeah because um, we talk about love a lot today I thought oh, you'd like to sing I thought you might to like end, to sing to this song I've edited it for you if you know this song, you know where it goes to. Oh, that's a high one, isn't it? It's too high. Come on, let's do it. Too high. You do it, then I do it. Go. I'm not doing it. Go. Everything that I do is all for loving you. Like a cat being strangled. Come on then. Everything that I do, do is all the love you. Oh god. Buckling guys. Awful. That's not too bad to be so fair. So bad. Um so let's as we assess oh, now, wow. let's just look back. So we won. So here's it's it. Not, it's not about winning, we won. Though, is no, it, it is about winning. Number Even one, do you kiss kids, not. hello or say goodbye when you say goodbye? Yes, we do. Correct. Is our communication about logistics? No, it's not. No, it's not. Dinner in a box set every night? Pretty much. That is. Need to get a bit better. Maybe throw in a couple of ball games. Number four, is sex a chore or fun? Yeah, it's I need to mix chore it up. Like, need to mix chore it like. It's less whore and more chore. <laughs> number five, do you still hold hands? Yes, we do. Can you remember when you last? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure you can say that. No. Fuck it, I've said it. Um, can you remember when you last let's say about knew about your partner? Yes, I can. Do you still make an effort with your appearance? Absolutely not. <laughs> not sure that I ever did though. If you look back at small photos of me, fair, actually, James. 
God. I've got to find the yellow jumper. The yellow jumper the picture. Yellow, James used to wear this V-neck baggy yellow like knitted jumper. Yes. But he wore it when In he was Cyprus had, when it was 40 when he had, degrees. Like, horrific red sunburn. Uh, sunburn and a chav a chain. Do you remember the chav chain? Oh, I do You loved it, it to be I fair. Um, eight. What was the last <laughs> thing you laughed about together? We were constantly laughing. Does the prospect of do, do the prospect... <laughs> do you need to go to speech therapy? Does the prospect <laughs> of an empty nest terrify you? No, it does not. It delights me. How many interests do you share? <laughs> Fucking none. Uh, Eleven. Do you complain to your friends about your partner? No, because I've got no friends because that's one of my main issues. <laughs> yeah. I don't like people. And number twelve. Are there any subjects you never talk about? No, it's not. So congratulations, Hayley. We made it. Yay! Come How many on, years has it been? Uh, 2006, so that's what? 19 years? 16 years? 17 years! Oh, I've grazed it. I've grazed the boot. Oh, I've grazed the back again, sorry about that. I thought we were going to have to for those like endorphins. Endorphins? Just dead air, isn't it? Yeah, that is dead air. Dead air. Literally dead air. Um, So there we go. That has been today's Business Marriage Podcast. The marriage audit, I think we can successfully say that we're successful. I'm being serious. You need to go to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) You need to go and get checked. You need to get checked. Uh, We hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Business Marriage Podcast. If you have, please... Do us a favour, give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcast. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that thumbs up, subscribe, you think of me jiggy, because then you'll get notified every time that this podcast goes live. 45,000 people have watched content on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, I actually don't know, to be fair. But if you are one of those people, thank you very much. And don't forget, Freya Jones, we will be sending you our very, very first business marriage mug to you. So well you done. are our winner. Thank you again. Thanks to uh, Freya. Thank you to Jamie Nicholas for today's uh, review of the week. Thank you. A big shout out to the Right Eyewear Company. Ooh. If you're in South East London, in fact, even if you're in South... In the world. Um, if, wherever you are in the world, just get to the Right Eyewear Company. It's the best opticians in the flipping land. We'll be back next week for another instalment of Business Marriage. From me, James Burton, from her. Hayley Appleby Burton. We'll see you again next time, friend. We love you. Goodbye. Bye, friends. This show is a Phonic Media production. Production, 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 production. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revelhorwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.